Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hall of Famer Charles Barkley joining us on the show. I didn't care about basketball. I didn't care about anything else other than sources close to me tell me Charles Barkley is playing great golf. I'm playing great, brother. I'm playing really well, Dan. I'm having a lot of fun. Shout out to my coach, Stan Utley. I'm about a 10 right now, and I am flat out balling, brother. I heard that uh, there was a member member at Whisper Rock, and you and your former teammate, Dan Marley, won the member member, according to my sources. Would you care to comment? Yeah, we won it. Dan played great. I held on my end of the bargain. I got accused of cheating. Oh. Because my official handicap is probably 14. But I'm playing like a 10 right now, Dan. I'm not going to lie. But so every I, with my shots, we ran away with the competition. But I'm probably going to be a 10 in the next month because I'm playing great. And I got to just put in a few more scores. Okay. What changed? You know, I met Stan about three or four years ago. And, you know, I worked with some of the best teachers in the world. You know, Butch Harmer, Stan, she, my, my man Hank Haney. But. I started listening to too many people. That's why I lost my swing. And Stan took me on this wing, and, man, I listened to him. I don't listen to anybody else about my swing, and the rest is history. But how much of this is mental? How much of it was physical? That's a great question. Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, but clearly I had some mental issues. I mean, some people say I still got <laughs> mental issues, so <laughs> – but, you know, Dan, I, I just listened to Stan. He try, He's the best teacher I ever worked with as far as simplifying. He tries to make, hey, quit thinking about golf swing. Try to do this. So I think that's the best thing he does. I'm happy for you because I've I've seen it, and it was painful to watch you. And, and I always told people you love golf so much that even though – and I don't know if you felt embarrassed or not, but I think people felt embarrassed for you when they watched you with that golf swing. Well, I think it was probably uh, humiliating more than anything. I mean, it sucks to play bad golf. You know, I, you know, Dan, uh, I quit playing golf except for charity for the last 25 years. You know, I played for charity for friends of mine. But, but when I was a really good player back in the 80s and 90s, I played like 200 days a year. But then for 20 years, I only played for charity because, you know, hey, if you're going to raise money for charity, you can embarrass yourself. But then <laughs> – but it wasn't fun. No. But now it's fun. All right. Um, 
couple of things here. How much did you push for Dion to be Auburn's head football coach? I wanted Dion. First of all, I want to welcome Coach Freeze to the Auburn family. I talked to him when he first got the job, and I'm 100% behind Coach Freeze. Uh, but I wanted Dion. I, you know, I don't call the AD. I don't call the president. I just I, I was asking an interview who I wanted to be the coach. I wanted Deion Sanders, and because uh, I I love the guy. I got no, I got a lot of love and admiration for him and respect. He's going and he's going to he's going to do a hell of a job in Colorado. A hell of a job, just like he did at Jackson State. Uh, but Auburn went in a different direction. Uh, but like I say, I did I just announced publicly who I wanted. But Coach Freeze is our coach, and I got his back now. Did you reach out to Deion? I've been talking to Deion plenty of times because yeah. I, I wanted him to know, like, hey, man, consider Auburn. Uh, but, hey, like I say, uh, Deion's a great friend of mine. Man, you know, he's one of the few people I've ever been around, Dan. He, When he's in the room, you know he's in the room. He's one, And the thing is, he ain't never failed at anything in his life. So wherever he went, he was going to be successful. And he's going to put a tremendous spotlight on your program. I mean, when a game day went to Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. I mean, think about all the – all the – listen, I, I love sports. I've heard Jackson State more in the last three years than I heard my last – my first 60 years of life. So – but now he's going to Colorado. And the thing I admire about Dion also, Dan, when he went to Jackson State, they sucked. He made them winners. He didn't take no cushy job in the power five, he went to another program that sucks. If you don't admire that, you're just a jackass. He's Charles Barkley, the Hall of Famer, TNT, inside the NBA analyst. I threw the BS flag when Kenny Smith knocked Shaq into the Christmas tree. There is no way little Kenny can knock Shaq. Shaq is a great team player and and a great comedian. Be honest now. Did Kenny actually knock Shaq into the tree? So, you know, I've heard people saying it was fake. First of all, if you know Kenny and Shaq, they're not going to be at work early to rehearse nothing. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> hey, 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 Dan, if we go on, if we go on, if we go on at six, or if we go on at seven, Kenny's going to show up at 652. Yeah. He's not going to be there that early. I think what just really happened, I think Shaq just got off balance. Really? I mean, yeah. I think he just got off balance. I don't think Kenny, to be honest with you, I don't think Kenny really meant to knock him that hard into the tree. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's kind of like your last couple of years when you're an NBA player, when you can run but you can't stop. And I think when he hit him, he just caught him off guard, and Shaq just couldn't stop. Shaq's a big guy. God. I, but I, but I, he just, he just kind of bumped him. And knocked him off balance. I mean, it wasn't a full body blow. I think Shaq was running, Kenny was running, and he bumped him. And once Shaq started leaning, he couldn't stop. There's a a new book out, a biography uh, uh, Tim Bella wrote on you. It's called Barkley, just in time for the holidays. And, uh, you know, I'm reading some excerpts in there. He alludes to the fact that you and Madonna could have been a thing when you were playing. How close was it to dating Madonna? You know, it's interesting. Uh, I I have nothing to do with the book. Uh, 
I was disappointed that he insinuated that I had something to do with the book because a, a couple of my close friends who I know would never talk to him. He, I, they sent me the email. He says, Charles is aware of the book, uh, but I have nothing to do with the book. I don't know what's in the book. I have met Madonna one time in my life. She was an awesome lady. We had dinner one time uh, because uh, actually a friend of mine, Arsenio Hall said, hey, Madonna's in town. She's looking for a place to go to dinner. I took her to dinner. She was fabulous. That's the only time we met in our life. You, so were you gonna be the guy before Rodman? Did, did she have to rebound with Rodman after you turned her away? There was no rebound. <laughs> oh, okay, dude. okay. All right, okay. all right. But, but to answer your question, I was before Dennis. <laughs> but but we, went to, we went to dinner one time, and that's it. She was awesome. Uh, and, but that's the only time we've ever met. You weren't strange enough, probably. That's why she you know, moved on to Rodman. No, I, the one thing I figured out doing our dinner, because it was like a two or three hour dinner, and there was a couple other people there. She is normal. She was just doing all that stuff for show. Oh. Which, like, most celebrities that I met who are strange, they're not like they are privately. They just have a gig going publicly. Well, then Dennis Rodman was that same way. Uh, 100%. Dennis is one of my great friends. I love that guy. Dennis is not a strange guy at all. Uh, he, But it's a great show. You think about it. Dennis Rodman was a great defender and a great rebounder. He didn't start making a crap load of money until he started dressing up in dresses and things like wedding dresses. <laughs> he probably made an extra 10 to 15 because nobody's paying big money to a guy who played defense and rebound, Dan. But when he started dressing up and doing crazy stuff, that's when he became full-blown Dennis Rodman. I mean, think about it. He wasn't full-blown Dennis Rodman when he was with the Detroit Pistons. He was just a heck of a player. And the same thing with the Spurs. When, then when he went to the Bulls and started – remember he got married and wore a wedding dress? Yeah. That's when that thing fully exploded. Uh, I saw where you said maybe it's time to blow up the Miami Heat. When, when, yeah, when do you no get good. to – Oh, really? You don't think that they, yeah, they, can, they, can't, they can't challenge this year? No, they can't challenge. They're not very good. Uh, first of all, Boston and Milwaukee are so ahead of now. The Cavaliers might be the third best team in the Eastern Conference, but the Milwaukee Bucks, and, and, well, the Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks are so far ahead of any team in the Eastern Conference that that thing is pretty much a wrap to me. Unless somebody make a huge trade, it's going to be Boston and Milwaukee and Ca and the Cavaliers going forward. At what point could the Lakers? turn this around where you think that they could be a contender or give, given what the roster is, are they going to be a contender uh, this season? Well, it, it, like I said, I've said for the last three, it's all on Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis plays like he's played the last month, because listen, we all love LeBron. He's 38 years old. It's all about Anthony Davis. You see what they won eight out of 10 because Anthony Davis, you know, I said about five years ago, I said, this guy's going to be the best basketball player in the world in the next five years. Yeah. And he's he's had regressed, but the last month he's been the 
other than Jason Tatum and Giannis and Luca, he's been the best player in the world. But he's the guy who's going to be able to make them contenders. And I'm not even sure they're going to be contenders because the Nuggets, the Suns, they're probably the two best teams in the West, in my opinion. What about Memphis? I'm not sold on Memphis, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not sold on Memphis. But I, I brought this up the other day. How many players are tune in, like you'll tune in to watch them? Because, you know, we, we were talk, people are talking about how Jason Tatum might be the MVP. I said, but he's not a tune-in fact. He's not a tune-in guy. John Morant's a tune-in. Dame Lillard, Zion, Luka, Giannis, LeBron. I oh, guess. hold on. Hold, Dan, I want to stop you for a second. I forgot to mention the Pelicans in that group, too. Okay. Because if Zion keeps playing like he's playing, they're right there with the Suns and the Nuggets. They might be the third best team, the Pelicans. If 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 Zion can stay healthy, they might be the third best, or maybe even the best team. It's all going to depend on Zion's health. Okay. But to answer your question, Jason Tatum, to me, he's taking his game to a whole nother level this year. This ain't the same guy who's played the last couple of years. He, I think number one, I think he was probably embarrassed by how the playoffs went, and I think he's like, yeah, I'm better than that because he did not play great in the finals. And, you know, sometimes, you know, that takes you to the next level because right now he's on a whole nother level with those Celtics. But there's probably only five to five guys who are must-watch television. Who would that be? Giannis, Luca, Ja. I'm going to put Jason in that category. If Anthony Davis playing like he's playing right now, he's in that category. Zion is in that category. Um, is there anybody I'm missing? I said Dame. I love watching Dame. Lillard. Oh, I love Dame. I, I want to put Dame in there. Uh, Steph but Curry. He, Steph Curry. Steph, oh, for definitely for sure, Steph Curry. Yeah, Jason Tatum's not tune-in factor. I I appreciate his game. I just think he's on a very good team. Well, he's the best player on the good team. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the Joker is not tune-in fact, you know, tune-in quality. He's not. But, yeah. uh, but I love the Joker. He's just a great, great player. I love watching that dude play basketball. And a lot of people can learn from the Joker saying, you don't have to be able to run and jump over the building to be a great player. Yeah. Hello. You're looking at one. Hey, guys. You got to go? Say hello to Dan. Y'all say hello to Dan Patrick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you. Wait, you got a gallery? No, uh, this is to force him. I had to leave my force him to talk to your. Oh, ass oh, where are and, you? Where are you playing? Old Memorial down, oh, uh, down in Tampa. Tampa, I played there. Yes, guys, this is a great Dan Patrick. Hey Dan, hey, yeah, he's one of the best guys ever to do it. Hi hey, guys. Yes. Hey Dan. How Hi. Everybody? Charles hey, is buying drinks. Me. Charles oh, buying drinks for everybody. Hey, Charles. hey Dan. That's the new rule of life right now with my new contract. I'm damn sure buying uh, drinks for the rest of my life for everybody. <laughs> hey, hey. Next time you're in Durham, you come play Hope Valley with us. Okay, I appreciate that. Hey, hey Dan, since yeah. I got my new contract, yeah. that's, I guess that's the new rule with all my friends. Chuck his pants to the day he die. Well, you did that before you signed that contract. Yeah, now I just can buy more expensive stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, hey, great to talk to you. And uh, I'm, I'm really, seriously, I'm very happy. I'm one of the few people that can remember when you played good golf. And, and we played in Dayton, Ohio, and you, yep. you shot a 79. And I, that's why when it all fell apart, I'm like, wow.
That uh, that was, you know, you asked me earlier, Dan. It was frustrating, humiliating, humbling. It was just awful. But man, I just want to tell you this, man. You've been a friend for a long time. You're one of the best to ever do it. You're back. You're one of the best. You to are. Hey, Charles yeah. is back here, okay. guys. Hey, yeah. Hey, and let me tell you something to all your fans out there, your listeners. Hey, man, y'all have a great Christmas. Have a great Christmas. Uh, we will see you in Arizona for the Super Bowl. I told you I let you do, which I ain't never did. I told you I ain't never let a camera at my house, ever. We'll do your show from my house one day, from my putting green or my tennis court. You know what we might do is come out there and then bring the camera and do an interview with you, and you could kind of show us around the uh, the estate, the compound. How about that? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I call it the compound. Yeah, compound there. Yeah, and then, yeah you can... Uh, we can stay. Hey, you, I told you, if you ever come to Arizona. No, we are. We are. Okay. Yeah. I'll show you around the Barkley compound. All right. Uh, All right, boy. I love you. you. Have a great Christmas. You too, buddy. All right. That's Charles Barkley. Yeah. I had a friend go, you'll never guess. Barkley's playing great golf. I go, what? He's on the course right now. I love it. Because I've been there. I've seen that up close and personal. And, you know, I got... I think what happened was uh, one of the pros said, pause for a, a split second at the top of your swing. Just pause. And then he got up there and he couldn't get back down. And then it only got worse, but he still loved to play. Yeah, Paul. You know, we should really name the Guest of the Year Award after Charles because he's the lifetime of this show. Mm. He and Reggie Miller yeah. are the... Sandler? Yes, but Charles has been there, I mean, well back to Will the Farrell. ESPN days. And, yeah. and there's been a lot of times when Charles, there, there's people lower on the food chain than him that don't do interviews or blow us off. And I, I've known him for over 30 years. I go back to uh, Phoenix Suns days with him. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I, I didn't even mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. We did it. We made it to a Friday. It's the final hour. It's a meat Friday at that. And in case you're wondering, and I know you are, you got the Traegers fired up? Yep. Grilled kielbasa and sauerkraut pierogies, meat pierogies, potato cheese pierogies. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Nobody. And you can vote most valuable, least valuable, most improved, (laughs) and least improved Danette. You can go to danpatrick.com. And uh, we will tabulate the votes. Nobody's going to know the vote totals until that final show before Christmas break. There's been tension here. There's been subterfuge. There's been sabotage, backstabbing. And uh, that's on a normal day. Now you throw in the voting in there, and it's getting a little tense. Little tense. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. We say good morning to those watching on Peacock and those listening on our radio affiliates around the country. Seaton, the poll question for the final hour of the program this week. Get you a couple updates here. All dear. right. By the way, the 15th is the last day you can order something on danpatrick.com that will guarantee that it'll get there in time for the holidays. Okay, Seaton. Uh, we put up there Sean McVay and the Rams getting Baker Mayfield off waivers mm-hmm. was lucky or orchestrated. Mm-hmm. Right now, 57% of the audience said it was lucky. Okay. And maybe it never comes out. I just speculated as I'm watching the game that Baker Mayfield is able to go in there, different language with what you call plays and audibles and formations and all of that, and and just getting to know the personnel there. And in the span of 24 hours, he's going to be able to do that. I just thought, "Mm." he went to the Panthers and said, hey, I want to be put on waivers. And they're like, okay. Then he uh, booked a flight to L.A. before the Rams picked him up. Okay. Bet on himself. I know. And I thought, okay. I mean, if he did it, good for him. But I'm going to guess the NFL would frown upon that if Sean McVay said, hey, I'm going to send you a playbook here. Or here's some plays to get ready. We're going to pick you up. And uh, you won't get to San Francisco. 
And then it turns out the Rams were the only team that I think, you know, uh, selected Baker Mayfield off waivers. But I like it. You know? And in the first three quarters, you know, there wasn't much offense there. But I, I wasn't expecting much. I just thought, you know, if he gets in there, that's great. It's a great story. And uh, all of a sudden, the Raiders acted like the Raiders of the early part of the season. And the Raiders wanted to help the story. It's like, uh, <laughs> hey, that's a pretty cool story. We're in Hollywood. Uh, how do we help the story? How about offsides or how about, uh, you know, pass interference? Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll help. And then it's a 98-yard drive. I don't think they had any uh, timeouts, did they? No. (laughs) The odds were against it. Yeah. And it wasn't like it's one of those home games. I know it was in Los Angeles, but it still felt like that was a Raiders game, Raiders home game. Al Michaels was on the call. Al will join us coming up in about a half hour from now. Yes, Marv? Did the Raiders lose it or did the Rams win it? I'm going to say the Raiders lost it. Wow. Yeah, I am. Hour three poll question. Boom, right there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. The Raiders had the ball third and one with like 250 to go. If they get the first down, the clock's running. They got to use the last time out. They take three knees and it's over. Yeah. I mean, couldn't do it. Yeah. There's been some bad coaching. The Saints game against the Buccaneers, bad coaching, costly. Uh, big games coming up this weekend the Jets plus 10, Vikings plus two against the Lions, Ravens are getting two against the Steelers, Tampa. Plus three and a half against the Niners. I wonder if Jimmy G was the quarterback, what that line would be. That'd be about five, maybe. Maybe not that much, but Dolphins are three-point favorites against the Chargers in Los Angeles. The uh, Raiders' odds to just make the playoffs, plus 10,000. That was uh, after last night's loss. All right. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at uh, dpshow. And uh, Sunday night, it'll be two of the Dolphins going to L.A. to battle Justin Herbert and the Chargers, Sunday 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Sean Salisbury, our good buddy, the former quarterback, NFL, USC, host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Sean joins us now. All right, Sean. Help me understand, you play on a variety of teams, but, but, but two days to get ready for a game with the different language, terminology, staff, personnel. I mean, how unlikely is that what Baker Mayfield did if it was indeed only 24 hours to get ready for the Raiders? Yeah, Dan, highly unlikely. Now, as a veteran in the league, you think you know how to study. and when, It's like when a young kid, you don't go in there watching the film and they're really not sure what they're looking at. And then as they get older, they know what to look at and keys. It's the same thing with this. As a veteran, you know the keys to study to make sure you can at least get in and out of the huddle. And I guarantee you, no matter who you are or how brilliant you are, to be able to scale it down. So he's doing stuff that he's familiar with, that that obviously Sean McVay knows, get him on the move, get the quick game out. So I would imagine they scaled it down and probably made the verbiage pretty easy. But to do what he did, and especially on the long drive, probably doing more reacting than overthinking. And some of those plays probably were – he didn't really have a clue what he was doing like a rookie would, but just executed him. It's highly unlikely. Now it goes back in. But I would imagine they gave him the old crass course of, you know, it's eight, ten hours a day studying so you could at least get your team out of the huddle and have a chance. Okay, but Sean McVay's role in that final drive is what? Uh, depending on how fast you're playing, if they're sending wigwagging in, they probably go in and prepared saying if we're in a two-minute situation or if we're not huddling, 
here's the three or four plays. You don't need to cross over formations like you would, Dan, a two-minute drill where we all have six or seven plays we go to and you get the ball and you don't usually try to flip-flop formations. But if you're using timeouts and getting in a huddle and or you're rushing up there, and especially in this situation where it's new and Baker's probably searching around for some help, while you're getting to the line of scrimmage or while you're in between plays, you look over there and you guys have a – you know, hand signals to tell you what to run next. But I guarantee they went in a, with a plan, great coaches do, of what if. And then it just becomes reacting, especially that late. Baker, you could tell, just was playing football like you're out in the schoolyard the last drive and doing what he does and then the great fade throw. So McVay had a plan, and then you look to him if you need something. But a lot of that, if you're playing fast with tempo, is on the quarterback to make the play and execute and get him in and out of the huddle still. But you don't have a wide variety. You have scaled down. All right. But what role did the Raiders play in all of this? Well, they played the Raider role as, as putting themselves in a position not to defend, playing man coverage. Listen, when you're playing, especially in the, the final throw there, on drives where you're 98 yards and you're playing it soft, thinking, well, keep things in front of them. But they kept moving and kept moving at that point. The quarterback gets momentum, and then you press man, and he doesn't have a read to go through. One-man route throws the ball to Jefferson on a great drop shot. I think a lot of this was just reacting for Baker Mayfield because you can't outthink it, and I prefer a guy who reacts more than he does think, think six days, and in case in his case, he's think two days, yeah. and then you react on game day. All right, tell me what the Niners do to kind of insulate Brock Purdy, and right out of the gate, he's going to be going against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Right. Now, the offense thing, you can stop their offense, especially if you hit Brady early and get a lead and make them chase. You know they're going to throw, Dan. They've done a lot of one-dimensional stuff, meaning the Buccaneers. Here's what I would have told Brock Purdy after that win, and it's different when you come off the bench, which I've done plenty, and you go in there, and again, you're just reacting. Then the week of preparation. Tampa Bay's defense is going to fly, around, fly around. Todd Bowles is going to make them multiple. But I would have told Brock Purdy this week, if I was Kyle Shanahan, because I've been in the situation. I don't want you to come to me and say, just don't lose it, play it safe. I know that. Any quarterback knows that. I would want Kyle to say, we're not changing the offense. You do a lot of the same things Jimmy does. We're going to play to your strengths. If you see a guy open and you see man coverage, take your shots. Just do it judiciously. And we got a great team around you. It's the whole thing. I don't want to be a hero. He does not need to be a hero because their team is so good. And he doesn't need to match Brady throw for throw. Their defense is going to take care of that. I would, I would tell Brock Purdy, you're our quarterback. I'm not backing off. We are going to attack. I want you to play aggressive. Mm. Don't play scared. Just don't play stupid. It's a pretty easy concept. I don't need the negative part of it. Do you think the Niners should have picked up Baker Mayfield? Uh, I understand why they would have, but I also understand why they didn't. And it's not anything disruption to the room. I would like a veteran in that position. What happens if Purdy's out a game or two? Knowing what we know after last night, the answer is yes. And Baker's played some good football, but I think he's counting on that they'll stay healthy, that they're going to run the ball, protect him, and keep him out of it. But I'm always big on the guy behind the, the starter of being a guy who's got experience that doesn't need a lot of practice time. But I do think Brock Purdy's going to be in a position with that team to play good football, and Kyle will protect him with his play calling. Sean Salisbury, former NFL USC quarterback, host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. I'm still trying to figure out, I'm mesmerized by the Broncos' lack of offense. Like, it's almost impossible to be that bad. I agree. This isn't week three. Does anything yeah. change the rest of the year with Denver's offense? And if, if, if not, why? 
well, if the other team doesn't show up, they there's runs out there with seven guys. Dan, I'm they're the most disappointing team because of the expectations, even in the West going in. And I think Russ Wilson, I'd take 25 quarterbacks over him this year. I would. I'm not talking about cumulative career. I'm talking about this year. Indecisive, late with throws. It doesn't seem like the same aggressive approach on the field. And it looks to me like Nathaniel Hackett's in over his head a lot of times. You put those two together and you you have what you're seeing. They can't score. So how's it going to change? There's nothing that's indicated to me on the offensive side of the ball that it's going to get better. And to me, when Russ Wilson, I don't want to hear the excuse by anybody. Well, it's his first year in the system. It's Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins' first year. It's Tua and Mike McDaniel, their, their first year. You can go up and down the list. So we're past the point of giving hall passes. Russ Wilson's been the biggest disappointment. If they had to do it again now, you think they'd pay that and give away all those assets? He's just a guy right now. He's not that guy. He's just a guy. So is it the chicken or the egg, the coach or the quarterback? But at some point, if you're a $200 million quarterback, you got to overcome bad play calling and neither one of them are good. I think that team's going to look at another coach this offseason, whether they fire him or not. they got to be mulling that over. And right now, Russ Wilson looks like a guy. You could have done the same thing with Drew Locke. Yeah. It's a bad mix right now, Dan. They're not very good. Uh, I'll leave you with this. Geno Smith is having a wonderful season, and it looks like Seattle's all in on him as they move forward here. But you're going to have a top three, top four pick because you have Denver's pick. If you're Seattle, you don't get up there very often – do you take a quarterback, even though you could get the second-best quarterback off the board, and maybe you sign Geno Smith for a two-year deal or something like that? What What do you think the game plan will be for Pete Carroll in Seattle? I think, I, for me, Dan, I'd do both. I would keep Geno Smith, like you said, sign him for a couple years, and I would have the guy in waiting if, when you sit in those meetings with Pete Carroll in the front office, and you ask yourself, is it Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, whoever that is, Will Levis, is he for the next 10 years or eight years after Geno's two years changing our franchise? Is he that impactful? If the answer is yes, you draft him. You don't ever pass up on what you perceive as a franchise quarterback. The other side of it, though, I guarantee they're treading a little more lightly or reservations because Geno has re not only resurrected his career, this isn't fake. He's playing in different venues, different styles sometimes bring out the best, and he has started to elevate. So you look at it that and say, okay, why wait two years? There'll be another quarterback in 2024. Let's go get Will Anderson, or let's go get Jalen Carter. Let's go get one of those guys who can impact it. We got a guy who's played MVP-type football. We can wait till 2024. I think Geno Smith has earned the starting quarterback job and big money at the quarterback position, and I love seeing that from a guy who, well, has been in his situation many times, just hasn't played as well as him. You're in uh, Houston. Deshaun Watson came to town and didn't look good. Uh, did you expect him to look good? What were the expectations of Deshaun Watson, who hasn't played in two years? For me, Dan, I thought I, I thought he'd be rusty early. I didn't think, because I haven't seen him so many times here, the guy's so gifted on the field, that eventually it just, he'd get back into his rhythm and they'd call plays to get him going. But he was yanking balls into the ground. He didn't look like a guy who was out 700 days. He looked like a guy who was out about 750 days. Um, but he will get better. There's only one place to go. Unfortunately for their defense, you know, when they score twice and get a special teams touchdown, he didn't have to do much, but he did not play well enough to win. And I wonder in that locker room, when you just handed it to Deshaun, I give nothing but respect to the way Jacoby Brissett, at least knowing what was going to happen, got him to that point. Watson will play better. He was far more rusty than I even expected because I just kind of think those great quarterbacks figure it out. 
I would imagine in the next two weeks it'll start to feel better. But you can never simulate game situations no matter how hard you try on the practice field. Always great to talk to you. We appreciate your insights. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. That's Sean Salisbury, former NFL USC quarterback and host of the Sean Salisbury Show Sports Talk 790 in Houston. We'll come back. We'll get some phone calls here. And uh, once again, December 15th, last day that you can order things on danpatrick.com to be delivered in time for the holidays. We are working on another batch of moonshine. In fact, a couple of batches of moonshine. We'll let you know. You know, it's always great when uh, part of your job that day is to taste test. Yes, Paul. You're not going to make us stay late again today, are you? <laughs> I, know. I know. When I said to the Danettes, I said, uh, hey, guys, got to stay a little bit later. <sighs> I said, well, we're going to be testing and tasting some moonshine. Oh, okay. Yeah, Paul. You know, it's funny how you did it the other day. You and Seaton were in the other room and you were, you were starting <laughs> and you walk in the room and you're like, hey, uh, Paul, can you come in the other room? I'm like, oh, man, I can, I'm getting a talking to? No, I got yeah. a couple shots. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I need you to take drink this yeah, real quick. Okay. Yeah. Close the door behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Todd. I was just as enthusiastic. You had already gone. I took a sip before I left. I think you left. I think you stormed out. But I was hitting the road. I couldn't drink too much. I got to you know, drive safely on the highway. So I took a little sip. Of course. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Covino and Rich Davis. And together we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, That's right. Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Not a bad day. Not a bad day at all. And then we get to finish off with the great Al Michaels, who I believe is uh, set to join us right now. Is that right, Tom? Pierogies and Al Michaels. Yeah. Also- Pierogies, uh, kielbasa, and Al Michaels, of course, in the same sentence. Good morning, Al. How you doing? No, no vegetables, man. No, no. You know that. <laughs> None. <laughs> None, no, sir. It, it did. It did shock me the first couple of times I sat down to have dinner with you at the Olympics, and when they were trying to bring even parsley and put it on your plate, you're like, no, no, nothing, nothing green on this plate. No, I don't want the vestiges of it. You know, sometimes <laughs> you go for a tomato out there, and, and a tomato leaks, and there's a little bit of juice. You know, the other day I had breakfast at a place. And, you know, the, and the, the tomato derivatives got into the eggs, and, you know, <laughs> I'm a pain in the ass in restaurants, trust me. But, you know, otherwise I'll sit there and starve to death. Uh, the full introduction, Amazon Prime Video, Thursday night, play-by-play voice, a Hall of Fame broadcaster. And if you were going to write a storyline, if I said that's the storyline prior to the start of the game, Al, what would you have told me? All I know is that at the end of the game, I should have said, do you believe in Mayfield? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it was – when we heard about it on Tuesday, we're going, well, th- there's no way. And then uh, Sean McVay was, was telling us in, in the meeting that uh, there's a possibility, and they, he, got to, he got to town on Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. It's a schlep between LAX and where the Rams train out uh, in the – in the Thousand Oaks area, he got to the facility at about nine o'clock. Met with the coaches, uh, put him up at a hotel that night. Came back to the facility, worked out on Wednesday, practiced with the team. You know, introduced himself to the guys, and then uh, Sean said that uh, hey, we'll see. You know, there's a chance that at least we'll suit him up. And the Rams had uh, you know they had John Wolford, who had played pretty well against Seattle the week before, and. They started him last night, and I had a chance to talk to Sean actually last night after the game, and he said he wanted Wolford in there to see what kind of defense Vegas was going to play. He also wanted to see what the crowd would sound like because, you know, crazily enough, uh, more than half the fans were probably Raider fans last night. And then he saw it, and they went three and out, and he said, well, why not? Let's bring him in, and then he kept him in the whole game. But, no, Dan, there's, there's no way we could have envisioned this, and, of course, there's absolutely no way uh, you can see a 98-yard drive with a minute and a half and no timeouts. And I was listening to Sean Salisbury on the show, you know, a little while ago, and it's, it's true. I mean, at a certain point, you just, you're, you're reacting. And, I mean, it's almost like you're out on the street and you're going, hey, listen, uh, you run down to the fire hydrant and make a left and I'll hit you. 
And uh, that last drive was ins- sensational and obviously helped a lot by that, uh, that personal foul penalty on Jerry Tillery. But did you guys have access to Baker Mayfield prior to the game? We did. Yeah, he, he was out of practice on, on Wednesday. And then last night, uh, Kirk and I had a good chance, uh, a nice chance to visit with him on the field for about, about 10 minutes. And, and what struck me, I mean, he was, uh, he was up and he was ready and he was optimistic and you know, he thought uh, it's going to be – it could be a good night for him. He also had a, a wristband, and I think we showed it uh, at one point on the telecast. I don't know how you read it without a microscope. I don't. And I think it, it was the, – the type was so small. Hmm. I mean, there's agotype, and then there's mini agotype. And I'm looking at this thing going – I mean, and I said on the air, I said even Ted Williams – would have had who was uh, of course heralded among other things for having the best eyesight in the world would have trouble reading it but um, it was amazing you know he he got in there he felt confident i mean can you imagine if he had had the full complement of guys with them mm. you know the an offensive line that you know obviously has been in disarray uh had some a few penalties last night and what if he had had cooper cup but he didn't have any of those guys and yet he found uh, van jefferson he found skoronic uh, they were able to do enough on, on the ground, and it was uh, it was one of those amazing nights. It was one of those things where, you know, I said before the game, I said uh, this could be a, a you know you, you can't make this up night. Not thinking it would be, and then it turned out to be. Best team you've seen so far this year is who? Well, we had you know we had Philadelphia, but we had them at Houston, and the Texans took them you know into the fourth quarter, so we didn't. They may have been looking past that game or whatever. Uh, but, we, you know, on the Thursday night games, Dan, we only get a team one time. So we see them either at their, you know, at their best or at their worst or, or somewhere in between. So it's, it's hard to say. But, you know, we, we had Tennessee at Green Bay. I thought they looked really good that night. Uh, now I'm not quite sure exactly what they are. We'll get them against Dallas, I think, in week, uh, week 17. So I, there's nobody that I can say right now is really so far ahead of everybody. I know the, the Eagles have, have the best record. Obviously, I've seen a lot of their games on television and the rest. But, I mean, for the moment, I, you know, I, I think I'd have to put them on top. The, the ambiance in there when you're doing play-by-play, but then the public address announcer is doing his job, how difficult so, is it to do play-by-play when you have to compete with the public address announcer? Fortunately, we have a headset on. Our audio people are fantastic, and they're able to, at least in our ears, block out a lot of that. But I have sat in that building uh, not doing a game, and your eardrums split. Now, I know people are going to say, oh, get off my lawn kind of crap. (laughs) Listen, Dan, if you can't talk to the person next to you, I I don't get it. I don't get the screaming I mean, last night the doors opened up at like uh, four o'clock or three thirty for a you know five fifteen game, and it, it, he screamed into the the pe- the doors are opening, our house is open. What? <laughs> There's nobody in the stadium, Dan. <clears throat> There's nobody in the stadium, and you know this our house thing is like crazy stuff, especially in, in a town where uh, there are a lot of people who come in and you know make LA a destination when the visiting team comes in and I said uh, on the air last night, I said, you know, I don't know whose house it is. I mean, the Rams think it's their house, 
But for the Raiders, this might as well be an Airbnb because <laughs> it, it, it was it, you had at least fifty uh, percent of the uh, of the crowd uh, in, in Raider gear and rooting for the Raiders. What's the loudest stadium you can remember? Any sport? That's pretty close. Uh, I think I think this one this one is right up at the top uh, for. You know what it is, Dan. I, look, I grew up in New York, and the New York fan is sophisticated. And you know, spending a lot of time in Philadelphia, those people are, are reacting genuinely. They're not Pavlov's dogs with a bunch of junk up on a uh, up on a big screen going make noise, <laughs> you know. And I and, and these phony, you know, the, the the sound meters are up there. That's not a real sound meter. That's a phony cartoon. <laughs> so, I love one of the things I love about sports is the re, with the real noise when the fans get it. And as I say, as a kid growing up in New York, New Yorkers they love sports. They understand the nuance of the game. The the, the, the cheering uh, and and booing is at the very appropriate time. It's not some you know garbage going make noise. What do you mean make noise? What is what is that supposed to do? I guess jam the signals of of the opposing team, but it doesn't. Everybody's got a silent count anyway. But anyway, that, that's my feeling. I, you know, I love, love, love natural crowd noise when the crowd gets into it and the, and, and the crowd is ri- riding the rhythm of the game, what's happening on the field as opposed to just you know, screaming their guts out. You had all of those marquee games on Sunday night for such a long period of time, and then you kind of look at the Thursday night uh, schedule there. Not that you get to pick it. You still have to do the games, but – the difference of knowing that something's going to be a great game as opposed to hoping that something's going to be a great game. Yeah, it's different. I mean, there's no question. We only get each team once. I think we get Tennessee because of the vagary in the schedule. We get them twice this year. But every other, every other team uh, we get one time. So, you, you know, I'm missing the, you know, the, the constant contact. Like last year on Sunday, we had Kansas City five times. Yeah. We, we had them three times plus a flex plus the playoffs and had to get into the Super Bowl. That would have been a six. So you know certain teams inside out. The one thing I will say, though, this year, and obviously we've had some okay games. We've had some games that were not very good. Um, uh, but I, I, was, I, th- I thought about this the other day. Uh, 12 months ago or 10 months ago, Amazon had no infrastructure. There was nothing. No personnel, no cameras, no equipment, nothing. And now all of a sudden, here we are 10 months later, and I think, you know, uh, I'm proud to say that I think these games are the quality and look like the same as they do on, on, on NBC or Fox or, or ESPN or CBS. Uh, we have Fred Gadelli with us, who's been our producer at, at NBC for all of those years and at ABC before we, we all went over in 06. And, you know, I, I, look, I think the quality of the telecast, what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, will match it up with anybody. So, I mean... To be able to pull that off in 10 months, to me, uh, is really spectacular. They've done a great job. And, you know, look, Amazon was intent on making this look like anything but a rinky-dink secondary telecast. And and they've done it. They've gone out and they've proved it. And they have a a big 11-year investment and want to make this great. And I think, think uh, my personal feelings, the people they put together on the the, uh, pregame show, great. Everybody's got a great point of view. They're smart. You got Richard Sherman and Andrew Whitworth and Tony Gonzalez and Ryan Fitzpatrick is great. Is is, is fabulous. Uh, Carissa Thompson's done a great job. So they put together a pregame show that uh, I mean, to me, is exciting, uh, is relevant, is current, 
and uh, I'm proud of what's gone on over the last 10 months there. Good to talk to you as always. Hope you're uh, well, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. We have to, Dan. Oh, maybe well before the holidays if you want. Otherwise, you know, after uh, Groundhog Day, we'll be fine. Any, any side of you guys want. Thanks. You got it. Thank you, buddy. Take care, bud. That's Al Michaels, the Hall of Fame broadcaster. Amazon Prime Video Thursday night. Uh, final results of the poll question, Seton. Oh, <laughs> man. I'll tell you one poll question. The pierogies were good. <laughs> Wait, are you uh, not prepared here? Sean McVay, uh, turns out he was uh, lucky still to get uh, Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Okay. Yeah, 57% yeah. of the vote. Okay. Uh, make sure you go to danpatrick.com and you vote. Most valuable, least valuable, most improved, least improved. We're not going to get any kind of updates on no, the, uh, the voting? No. I, when Mario set this up on the website, he said, you know, nobody's going to be able to know what the totals are. And I said, good. I don't want somebody to be influenced by somebody who has got a lot of votes or somebody do, who has no votes or very few votes. I don't think anybody's going to have no votes there. Well, I'm not going to have no votes. Because <laughs> I voted for myself. Yeah. You voted for yourself. I haven't done it yet, but I plan to vote for myself. Do but you I haven't know, actually do done Do you know vote. how to do it? Probably not. I'm going to have to go to the back and see the technological yeah. advancements back there. And Marv, you're voting for yourself? In all four categories. Okay. <laughs> you want to win something. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to win something. Most valuable, least valuable, most improved, least improved. However it goes. Okay. All right. And then I have to make the pick for uh, most valuable backroom guy. Should we do least valuable backroom guy? Paulie? I I think Tyler's going to be tough to beat in the most valuable because he has access to all the callers. He knows their life stories. Mm. He asks about when their kids Mm. go to college, the mortgage situation. Mm. He chats them up. Most valuable caller? You know what? I'm going to make Tyler pick the most valuable caller. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And you just ruined that poor fellow's oh, weekend. Tyler right there. is going to be. I, I can't. I you know. Look, if you're watching on Peacock, there's Tyler and my puppies right down there. Uh, at the, at his, Everybody wins. Yeah, at his feet. Yeah, Tyler is going to be miserable as he has to come up with the uh, most valuable caller. I, uh, I, you know, Jeff in Detroit and 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 James in Virginia, and I, I know it, to who to pick. Uh, let's go around the room what we learned on the program. I'm going to start back left with you, Todd. What did you learn today? Charles Barkley went to dinner with Madonna once, but that's the only time they ever met, and it was before Dennis Rodman got involved. Yeah, I don't. Re- I remember hearing about it at the time, but I didn't think anything of it. And then she started dating Dennis Rodman after that. But uh, Charles said that he went out to dinner but uh, did not date Madonna. Uh, Seton O'Connor. Charles Barkley still paying for everything. Yeah, he is a generous person. Has always been. Pick up the tab. Marv? Barkley said Madonna and Rodman, both normal. Yeah, and then, you know, when they put on the act, they were great. Uh, Paulie, what did you learn? Al Michaels told us at the end of the Rams game last day, he should have said, do you believe in Mayfield? Yeah, I like that one. Todd, what did I learn on today's award-nominated program? We wonder what was worse for the disappointing Raiders, including you, losing to the new Colts coach Jeff Saturday or to new Rams quarterback Baker Mayfield. Spread holiday cheer with the wood-fired way, the Traeger holiday sale. No better way to do it. Nobody. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.